0: Is the moxie musings podcast helping you tap into the world of self-work health and the mind i'm Fleur, and i'll be sharing with you how you can deepen your relationship with yourself bringing you weekly episodes babes let's step into your new level Hello, honeys. Welcome back to another episode of the Moxie Musings podcast. First of all, I'm so sorry I haven't been here live for the last couple of weeks. Life has been mental, actually, babes, and I really have no other excuse other than schedule has been chaotic, but we're back. We're back. And honestly, if you could see me now, absolutely ridiculous, I'm going to paint you the picture of me being sat in my hallway with a duvet over my head and the computer camping out, because honestly, everywhere is just so echoey in this apartment. But here we are doing what we can for sound quality, babes, you know? So today, I wanted to just pop in and talk to you about the self quote unquote, and also the connection to self. Because, you know, we talk about it all the time, we hear about it all the time, that self-care, self-love, self-compassion, we need to have more of that in our life. But what are we actually trying to connect to? Because what is self? And this is going to be completely personal to each and every person. So my question for you, babe, straight off the bat, is actually: What is your connection to self? What does self mean to you? Is it your personality, your values, who you are, your soul? What does it mean to you? And actually, it's a really different. I love asking this question because it's one of those questions that. Well, it just is, you know, it's quite a large question, it's quite difficult to answer. And so I want you to just really think about this of when you're thinking of connecting to self, the self, what does that mean to you? What are you connecting to? I always like to think of it as my soul, and I'm connecting to I like to characterize things. So my soul is like a little blubby. I'd say like blubber, but more colorful with a smiley face. <laughs> but, you know, whatever that means for you, I want you to just try and connect to that. And actually, maybe you've never even thought about it before. Maybe you just ponder on that for a moment. Although, with everything that's going on in the world, life is hectic. Life is lifing. We have so many responsibilities, we have so many things going on, so many decisions to make. And actually we can feel really disconnected from ourselves. We have so many external validators that require our attention, require our cognitive load, that actually we can end up putting ourselves at the bottom of the pile time and time again, and we can feel really disconnected from ourselves, the decisions we're making, the life we're living, and we can just end up feeling pretty lost. So first of all, I just want to share with you three common ways in which people might feel disconnected from themselves or the self. And you know, this might already be resonating with you, but let's go in a little bit deeper and see what might be coming up for you. So the first one is living life through someone else's lens. This is really common with families, cultural traditions, generational traditions, but are you doing what you really want to be doing or are you doing what someone else thinks or says you should be doing are you living in a way or in a location or working in a way or location you know this could this could be across the board the way you're moving your body the way you're interacting with people is this true to you or are you doing this through the lens of somebody else in fear of letting that person down, them thinking differently of you, that fear of judgment, the fear of change, the fear of the unknown. All these things come in and before you know it, we end up living our lives through the lens of somebody else for a really, really long time. I do think the curve is shifting a little bit with this, but this is something that you used to commonly hear so much with people with their jobs, of what their parents wanted them to do as opposed to what they wanted to do. And then you end up with working with people who are in their 30s, 40s, even 50s. Some people never make the change, but people end up being in this career path because it was kind of put on them when they were younger. So again, this may not be in relation to work. This could be in relation to anything. Anything in your life that you could be living through somebody else's lens. You know, take your time when you're thinking about this, because this could be a thing that you haven't consciously connected to, or you have, but you've kind of avoided or pushed it away because it is what it is. So allow yourself to actually think about what that means and what what's going on for you right now when i say these words the second way that people or the second cause that people feel disconnected from themselves is the avoidance of their emotions it can be so difficult to face those feelings that are uncomfortable or painful so it's just so much easier to push it to the side numb them avoid them you know think about the language you're saying in your in your day I'll leave that for another day. I'll see how the next few months go. This should quieten down soon. I'll worry about that when it quietens down. Are you scrolling endlessly on social media? That's a way of numbing and avoiding. It might not necessarily mean that you're numbing with substances of alcohol or drugs or anything else. This can be exercise, This could be scrolling. This could just be flat out avoidance. You know, everyone has different patterns of behavior. And again, this is just to bring to your conscious attention and just see what, notice what's coming up. Notice your behavior in your day. Notice where are you avoiding or pushing aside those feelings of discomfort. We're not set up very well, I don't feel, to be able to navigate these feelings of discomfort. It's just about having to really quickly switch and shift the coin to feel back in comfort, back in happiness and joy and elation, when actually, sometimes things are really, really shit. And actually, we need to just sit in it, navigate through it, acknowledge how we're feeling, But it becomes really difficult because we're not really taught how to do that very well, I don't feel. And so this is why people numb and avoid and push it down because it's just easier. It doesn't get in the way of immediate day-to-day life. But what that is doing is causing further and further disconnect to you, to what you want, and what you desire, value, and love in your life. And the third one is neglecting our own self-care. I'm sure this is going to resonate with many of you listening to this, that you're putting everyone else first, babe. And it's something, a topic that fascinates me so much that when we don't feel 100%, even though the things we know make us feel so good, the movement, the nourishment, the self-care, it's the first thing to go. We don't wanna do it. We don't wanna even, we'll put everyone else first. We'll be everything else to everybody else that needs to be cared for, looked after, sorted out. But we won't worry about ourselves. We'll wait till we're really stressed, really overwhelmed, really burnt out, foggy minded, ill, in bed, ratty, mood changes, mood swings. And then we might think, "Oh, something might be something might be going on there. You know, And the thing with self-care as well, there is no wagon, but when we start to drop these pockets of self-care and nourishment, they can be the hardest things to bring back into routine because we habitually get used to putting everyone else first. And not worrying about ourselves because we're also in other narratives taught that it's selfish, selfish to nourish yourself, or arrogant to be talking about yourself with such compassion, which of course is utter bullshit. But, you know, this does impact, and there's a very, it's a very, like selfishness and arrogance is a completely different frequency. So I just want to put that straight now that nourishing yourself, prioritizing your self-care, putting yourself top of the pile absolutely is not selfish because the moment we do put ourselves back up to the top and we reconnect with who we are, what we want, it ripple effects out. It enriches all the connections we have around us. It enriches all the activities and work and interests, hobbies, whatever that looks like. It enriches all of those experiences for us. Think about, are you listening to yourself in your day-to-day? Are you listening to your gut instinct? This is where the whole argument between the mind and the body and the heart and the brain and all of that comes in, right? Because sometimes we don't listen to our gut instinct and we say in hindsight, oh, I knew I should have listened to my gut because the gut knows. She knows what's going on, babes, but sometimes it feels too against what we want to feel in the moment. It feels too heavy. Or maybe on the other side, something feels so good in the moment, even though the gut is telling us it's not quite right. We don't listen because we don't want that to be true. And the trouble is when we're not listening to ourselves, that's again when huge disconnect happens. We have what we value, but is our behavior telling us that that's what we value? Your behavior is telling you exactly what you think about yourself. And sometimes that's quite different to what we would put down on paper. And so, what happens when we start to lose this connection to ourselves is this is where we require and need that external validation, those external sources, people, social media. We need those words of affirmation, we need those likes on our social media, we need those feelings of acceptance because we haven't got it to ourselves because we've completely disconnected from ourselves. So we don't really know what's going on. So this is your little reminder to allow yourself to just sit with this for a moment and see how connected do you feel to yourself right now. Really honestly, always approach with curiosity And just allow yourself to sit in some self-compassion for a moment and think, are you feeling really connected to yourself by the life you're creating, the life you're living in, how you are, how you're showing up, how you're showing up in relationships, how you're showing up in friendships or with colleagues? See, the thing is, babe, when we avoid or numb, we close ourselves off to the vulnerability because it just feels too raw We close ourselves off, we close off our hearts. So where we're actually closing ourselves off to the discomfort and the pain and the uncomfortable emotions or situations, it's not a selective thing. So we're actually closing ourselves off to the other side of the pendulum, the joy, the love, the happiness at their highest form. We will experience levels of these, of course, but, It's not a selective process of, oh yeah, all the really lovely, gorgeous, happy, nourishing emotions can come in, but we're leaving the others at the door. Because we are all things. We're multi-dimensional, incredible humans. And this is part of the human experience. It's not one or the other. So this is just your chance just to sit with that for a moment. And just allow yourself to be a bit explorative of how things are at the moment. Do you feel disconnected from yourself? Do you, Are you feeling a little bit lost? Are you feeling maybe just so overwhelmed? It's so far in the other direction. In the other direction just because of how long you have habitually sat in that pattern of behavior of avoidance, putting everyone else first, not listening to yourself, not thinking it was possible for you to be able to sit into those life choices that make you feel amazing. So just give yourself some time to actually feel and acknowledge of where you are right now, connected, disconnected, And just allow yourself to sit with it. Allow yourself to know that it does get to be possible. We want to approach this with patience and self-compassion. Think about how you could start listening to yourself again. Start honoring, even just on the back of this, acknowledging where you're at now. Think about where you would like to maybe see some change. Where would you like to nourish? Where would you like to water? An example that I gave in my free coaching experience last week was, they say that the grass is greener, but the grass is just greener where you water. I want you to think of your mind like little seedlings. What is it that you keep watering? Because that's what will grow. Is it those negative thoughts, self-doubt, fear, the tra- tragedy, tragedy, tragedy? <laughs> that was lost all momentum because apparently I couldn't say that word. <laughs> but are you catastrophizing every scenario? Is that what you keep watering? Or could you be watering joy and nourishing yourself, care and your routine and what you want? Think about in your mind right now what you are watering. Because honey, we want the garden to grow that makes you feel amazing and connected to yourself, feels fabulous, feels empowering, and feels just right. Lots to think about there today, babes, but thank you so much for being here. As always, thank you so much for joining me. Love to hear what your thoughts are, what's coming up. And also super exciting because I have now opened the books, so to speak, to my new one-to-one four-month coaching experience called Empower Her. And this is just a sneak peek, just a little sprinkle of the kind of thing that I'm going into with the fabulous ladies that I have joining me. And we're going, making our way through my four-stage framework of really exploring your identity, stepping into courage and connection and confidence, and really just empowering yourself to be creating the life that you want to create. So if you would like some more information, of course, you can always find me on Instagram at moremoxie underscore, but also on email, fleur at moremoxie.co.uk. And in the meantime, babes, I will see you next week. See you later.